Hello and welcome to Irish Ears, a Disney fancast. On the pod, we aim to be your Irish viewpoint on Disney news, with a heavy focus on our second home, Disneyland Paris. We have no intention of turning this into a weekly podcast, but Megan's dream trip to Disneyland Paris last weekend was just too good to wait. We had to extract the buzz while she was still buzzing. I think people know who we are now, right? Megan is Megan, a Disney Instagrammer and TikToker from Belfast, and a Minnie Mouse superfan, although that is understatement of the century. And Stuart is Stuart, a Disney dad from Dublin. He runs Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish and basically had kids so he could just visit Disneyland Paris and then booked a million solo trips. Thanks for that. <laughs> okay, let's get into the latest news. We recorded this on Tuesday, June 27th. The strikes have not are continuing at Disneyland Paris, but there hasn't been any action in the last week or so, which is a good thing. Um, I see the union are just tweeting something tonight. I think they tweeted something yesterday which is, again, quite strong rhetoric and, you know, solidarity and all this. But they were meant to have a meeting yesterday with Disneyland Paris, and they seem to be still unhappy. So I guess we can look forward to a few more weeks of strikes and industrial action and a bit of um, a bit of hassle for guests. Yep, it does sound that way. Like, I thought that maybe today, after the meeting yesterday, we might have got a new strike date out today, but... I don't know, maybe that's a sign that there maybe was progress, just not enough progress. I think we'll just have to maybe just watch the space and see how the next couple of weeks unfold. The next big meeting, the main one they've been talking about, isn't until August. So it is looking likely that there will be disruptions kind of on a weekly basis until then. I feel we're going to have, you know, strong rhetoric and it's going to be a disaster until it's sorted, like... The union are not going to get like soft and nice and happy. Um, they're not going to like you know give that out to the public. They're going to like be strong and hard until they actually get what they want. Yeah, so I don't think they if, can. Even though. if things, yeah, even if things were going well, we wouldn't know about it. Yeah, too much. Um, but as I said, no strike action planned. A lot of people asking me on Facebook, etc., um, about strike action and nothing planned and nothing planned for next week or the week after or July or August or whenever. So. Just go about your day as you were. <laughs> so Nat- Natalie Portman made a visit to Disneyland Paris yesterday. I think she was chaperoning um, a school and she met Boo from Monsters, Inc., which was exciting to see. And she generally just had a great day in Disneyland Paris, it seemed. She didn't um, take up the mantle of Dr. Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, as we kind of hoped she would. But I guess we have our own one there in Disneyland Paris hiding away in the background. So, yeah, it's good to see um, Natalie Portman, part of the Disney community, um, di- visiting Disneyland Paris. I can't believe I missed her by a day. I can't One believe day. she missed you by a day. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's crying about that right enough. I'm sure she is. <laughs> um, so, Stitch Day was yesterday, 626, as Americans would say, uh, 26th of June, which is, of course, backwards. But anyway, we're not away with that. Um, and it... In Disneyland Paris fashion, they released a lovely little cake, um, which was meant to be like the ears of Stitch and a nice blue little body. And it looked pretty nice inside, but then it didn't hit the shops until today, June 27th. So I guess it's happy 627 day. Yeah, 627 six, 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 yeah, six, day. 627 day. 627 day every year instead 100 percent. so just a typical dlp thing to happen i think it's just one of those ones we just have to have to laugh it off and just go ah dlp and they were still selling the donald bum cake um <laughs> as a replacement for for the stitch day so um he's had I, months I on birthday to, he has and he's still sticking his bum in the air so um apparently it's quite nice so i'm all for it they should just keep these snacks like until people get sick of them because I'm sick of Nutella on everything, essentially. Yeah, it's a nice well, that, change. Another bit of news actually today was that Mars signed their like full-on partnership contract with Disneyland Paris. And um, I was really hopeful that that meant Nutella were going to be out the door. Um, but apparently not. No. So. Mars are the main sponsor over in California for sweets and treats at Oogie Boogie Bash. Last year, our bags were full of like Mars like Twix, M&M, everything under the Mars umbrella. So that's kind of, maybe that's a good sign that they're like expanding it out into Europe as well. But I think it'll be a good partnership. Yeah, because like obviously you've been to the American parks more recently than I have, but Nutella is not like wall to wall. 
in the US no. parks. No, it's it's really not. It's, like you maybe get a little bit of breakfast right. or something, but like it's not a, a key staple in every single park snack like it is in Disneyland Paris. So maybe we'll get yeah, some like so maybe we'll get something a, a French bit more company, variety. I think, it I is. I think it's a French company. They're underneath yeah. the Frere Rocher um, company. So uh, I, I can't stand the stuff really. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the biggest news of the week was that the brand new show called Together, which is in Walt Disney Studios, we got the first like high definition music for the team song, I suppose. And it just sounds amazing. Like added to the list of absolute bops that Disneyland Paris have produced in the last few years. Apparently, the team went over to Nashville to record this music. I don't know why you have to go so far. Like we all have the internet. But, you know, if you're working with experts, working with, like, you know, world leaders in music production and just happy music, you go where they are. So um, yeah, I can't wait for this. The, even the team tune. Like, I find myself walking down the road here just singing the team tune. And I haven't even seen the show yet. So July 15th to the public, it's going to open. Hopefully, I'll be there. Hopefully they let me in. Hopefully. And I can't wait to let you guys listen to what it is. If we can get a little clip of it, I'll play it right now. And that was it. So what do you think, Megan? Love it. I, I think it is going to be one of the big DLP tunes. And I think that this whole show is going to be a massive hit for Disneyland Paris because it's the first, I think it's the first Disney park to really have a Pixar center, or like a Pixar centered, centered show in the parks. And I'm really excited that there's going to be like Lotso is going to be in it, like a character that we have not yet seen at Disneyland Paris is coming to join us for the new show. And yeah, that like couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, like I have, it's going to be something new, something fresh. That studio theater is a pretty much a world class, like small venue. They they poured an absolute fortune into that studio theater. And um, for those people who don't know where it is. So when you're going through uh, Studio One, which is like the entrance building, you just swing it quick left right after uh, Studio One, and it's right there. Like it's been used recently for meet and greets with Minnie and friends, and it's been used for meet and greets with the Avengers before Avengers Campus was built. So yeah, it's an absolute quality venue. I think they've had a few annual pass events recorded there over the years as well. Um, but yeah, really high high expectations. I suppose it's never a good thing to have. Uh, but I've just hearing the song, I have big expectations and like you know pixar needs to step up really in disneyland paris and Walt Disney studios because we have a little corner for the very sad kind of toontown <laughs> um which is the meet and greet with like buzz and woody and jesse and i think bo peep is sometimes there and the incredibles but like they're doing up that little corner they're bringing in this show so hopefully it's just an increase of pixar just perfectness and representation that's yeah. it and um, disneyland paris has a new vice president of communications and public relations thomas heckhart which i've obviously butchered that name him being probably french has been at <laughs> disneyland paris for approximately seven years and previously worked at lvmh which is the massive just i think it's probably one of the biggest french companies in the world it's the brand or the the parent company of louis vuitton moe hennessy and I think oh. it's the it's the second richest man in the world's company. So um, Bernard Arno or something, I think his name is. Now, if he was American, I'd know who he was. But um, he's been jostling with Elon Musk for the last few years about like, you know, oh, I'm worth 200 billion, you're worth 200 billion back and forth. But yeah, this guy is obviously well uh, versed with dealing with massive companies. He's got a massive job on his hands as Vice President of Communications and Public Relations for Disneyland Paris in the middle of unprecedented strikes and yeah. unprecedented kind of PR, I, I wouldn't say disasters, just challenges, challenges. Challenges. So maybe, and like, maybe it's a new day. Yeah, maybe it's a new thing. Maybe you can fix yeah. it all. 
communications hasn't always been Disneyland Paris's strongest suit. So I think it's good that yeah, they've got someone coming in to to maybe change that around. It's important, especially at the minute, like you said, with all the the strike action going on, that communication between Disneyland Paris and cast members and Disneyland Paris and the press and with guests, it has to be on point. So that's exciting news. I think that was only announced today, wasn't it? 27th of June as we record. Hot off the press. There we go. Breaking news. I would love love him to come out and kind of say that he is the kind of public face of Disneyland Paris. And because I think Natasha's brand might have been affected by the last month. And maybe if he came out and said, you know, all the information is coming through me now. I think that might help things. Um, you know, as clean slate, maybe he's going to come up with good news in the next few days or weeks with regards to strikes being solved and fixed because like you just don't get staff cast members continuing to work their behinds off for the next few years, unless they're happy, like they're not going to stay. So the only way this whole debacle ends is by cast members getting what they want, whether it's now or in a month. And hopefully this guy, Thomas Herkart can come out and give us some good news. And he'll be the absolute darling of Disneyland Paris fans. On well, day and it's great. I, th- I agree with you completely on the point about Natasha. I think that her reputation um, at the minute is, is not the most favorable. And I think it is the perfect time to bring somebody new in and maybe even utilize the Disneyland Paris ambassadors um, a bit more as well, because they're, they're quite friendly, personable people. Like I enjoyed watching the videos of them at pride having a great time getting stuck in so i think they could be a really good asset as well if they're wanting to put a more public face on the parks i think those two would be really 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 good yeah i i've i've met them actually i met them at pride and i made it my business to go up to them and tell them that they were doing a great job because it's not easy i i have been i have been kind of i have said that it's a bit of a ribbon cutting job but like i can only imagine the kind of background work that goes into that and I'm not even sure if that's their full-time job or like, you know, is, is it just a side job on top of their other job at Disneyland Paris that they have? So No, I think they, they uh, from the guy who did it last time, he sort of shelved or parked his role that he was doing at Disneyland Paris and then took on the ambassador role for, he ended up doing just over two years or, or just mm. over three years because of the pandemic, but that was his full-time gig at the time. So it must there must be a lot of back behind the scenes work going on. Maybe we should get them on. Maybe we should co- try and get them to come on and we could chat to them and find out about what the role is. Sure, what else would you be doing? What else would you be doing exactly? And if they want replacements, do you know, here we are. Ready to step in. Haha, <laughs> check your inboxes, guys. We just have to learn a bit more French and every other language in, in Europe. <laughs> hmm. Work in progress. Um, Yes, so let's just get down and dirty with your amazing trip. Now, obviously, I think everyone who is listening to this podcast will follow Megan Loves Magic on Instagram, TikTok, etc. We'll be absolutely just gagging for every bit of content that's coming out from that weekend. But it seemed like an absolutely amazing trip. So we'll just start off, Megan. What was the reason for the trip? And I mean, it's been a year since you were there and then you have the last weekend and so so what was the reason what made you go over to Disneyland Paris okay so a couple of months ago I got accepted into the Disneyland Paris dream team and I'll just explain a little bit about that what what that is because some people were asking me on Instagram and they maybe haven't advertised it as well and basically we're a team of expert guests who help future guests with planning their trips. So if you've ever used the Ask the Experts button on the Disneyland Paris UK website, you've probably come through to one of us. And what we do is just answer questions, give recommendations about things like restaurants, hotels, where you can meet characters. Uh, We answer questions on accessibility, just anything that might be on the minds of future guests and they maybe don't want to spend a lot of money ringing into customer services and whatever we're on the live chat pretty much all the time ready to chat to people and it's one of the best things I've ever got involved in it's been so much fun so far and so the reason that we were on the trip is because there's it's a team of 20 people and we've only ever really interacted with each other online and every year they do a meetup for the members of the dream team and this year they just so happened to decide to take us all over to Disneyland Paris for the weekend which we were all very 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 excited about and it was a very quick turnaround trip because we only found out you know 
maybe six weeks ago that we were going so it's been go 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 but um the trip really is a sort of like a thank you for everything that we've been doing with them and if, if anything it's motivated everybody just to keep at it because it was so much fun did i answer the question or did i just go up amazing yes absolutely <laughs> no like that that sounds amazing like you're obviously doing great work with the dream team on the disneyland paris website you know for the chat and helping people so like i think it's great that disneyland paris are are giving back like this to you guys and um fair play to you um, and I so also how did you get to, there? Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, oh, I also want something I forgot to say um, as well that the people that are on the dream team are not influencers. That was a question that I get asked quite a lot. Um, is do you have to be an influencer to be on the dream team? I think there's about three people maybe out of the current twenty that have Disney, maybe four people who have dedicated Disney Instagram accounts. It, it is gen. We are all genuinely people who just go to Disneyland Paris a lot and have built up a lot of knowledge and we all love the resort, love everything about it, love learning about it and promoting it to other people. So it isn't um, an influencer related thing at all. I just wanted to preface that because I do get asked that all the time. Oh yeah, of course. Like, and, and like it helps you in your role that you were sent over there. That's just research and content as well, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> It's a bit of both. You it gives can... us research that we can help guests with it because it, it, we experienced a whole lot of new things that we hadn't done before while we were on the trip that we can now advise guests on. So it was research in that way. And then also, of course, anyone who was a content creator um, had loads of opportunities to to film things and come up with really good content ideas to to do over the next couple of months. So it was a win win all around. It was really good. Fantastic. And how did you get there? I flew from Belfast. I got the EasyJet flight, the one EasyJet flight out of Belfast every day, um, which I it's not my normal travel. I normally go from Dublin just for anyone listening. Um, just because there is only one flight, I have the fear. I'm a panic traveler and I just have the fear that this one flight will get cancelled all the time. So, um, But it was fine. We had a few delays, but I think everyone on the trip had delays. Um, it's just been a, I, th I think just the last couple of months in travel in general, you kind of just expect to be a bit delayed. But yes, I got the EasyJet flight from Belfast and then got picked up on the other end by a taxi that was organized by Disney. So I don't know which company um, brought us, but I had a minibus to myself, which was really funny. There was a, a person. A mini mouse bus. No, it was just a mini, just a, an M I N I bus, not an M I N N I E bus. <laughs> but um, no, there was someone at the um, at the other end of Charles de Gaulle with a sign saying the O'Kean family, and I was like, "Oh gosh, it is just me. This mini bus is just me." Um, but the driver was great; we had great crack about it all. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how I got there. Um, we stayed at Newport I think it's Bay. Funny when you, oh, so Newport Bay, yeah, lovely. Mm. And it's funny because on Newport Bay, it'll say like, welcome, okay, and family on the TV as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, like no, it's just me. me. Just me. Just me and all my plushies. Um, yeah, so we stayed at Newport Bay, which was like a new hotel for me. It's one of the only ones that I hadn't stayed in. And it was lovely. Like, I've been in before to meet characters, obviously, and I've had drinks at Captain's Quarters before. But this was my first time staying as a guest. And I was very, very impressed with it. The only thing that I would say that I didn't love was the aircon. And I know that's a common complaint across all the Disneyland Paris mm. hotels. It did have aircon. It was just the, the heat that weekend was just like 30 degrees consistently. I read that it went up to 33 on our last day. So there, there was aircon and it did help. It just maybe I would have liked stronger aircon. Is... A Newport. Newport is a, is a huge hotel. So was your room close to the lobby or was it pretty far back? We stayed, the room I had was on the floor, the same floor as the reception. It was on the same floor as the reception uh, and the shops and the character meets. So I was on that floor, but I was probably at the very other end of it compared to where, you know, where, where the reception is. Yeah. But it was it's a really huge hotel like you don't realize until you're actually staying there and having to walk down all those corridors to find your room that it's you realize just how big it is and huge. thank goodness everybody in our group got rooms in the same corridor or the same area because we would have never found each other otherwise oh sweet 
So did you have a party in the hallway? We did not. We were so tired. <laughs> it was such an exhausting week after we or weekend. As soon as we all got back to the hotel, I was like, oh, bye, guys. That's me done. <laughs> I did eat in the, the restaurant, though. Oh, did you? We ate in Cape Cod for the first night. Um, when we arrived, we had a buffet in Cape Cod. I'd never eaten there before. It was. How was it? I approved it. It was lovely. I wouldn't be a seafood person. I see a lot on Facebook and stuff. People saying it's very fishy. There is one table that is purely seafood, uh, which you would get by the name Cape Cod. But it's worth saying that there is definitely a lot of other options at the buffet as well. It's not. There is chicken nuggets. There is Mickey shaped potatoes. I made sure to check (laughs) just for everyone on your Facebook group. Um, There's also like I had like potatoes like um potato gratin and like lamb loads of vegetables it was very 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 tasty but the highlight was the desserts i've never seen so many desserts at a disneyland paris buffet in my life love it it was dessert mountain for everybody we were all like feeling pretty sugar coma afterwards but it was worth it i think the standard desserts that they've been rolling out for the 30th anniversary have been pretty good like across the hotels oh yeah Oh yeah, the little mini mouse pink dome thing with the white chocolate ears. Yeah, they can't ears. go wrong. Ooh. They can't go wrong with like just chocolate mousse. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That'll do. And did you have any of the chocolate coins? I think they're horrible. I haven't had the chocolate coins. Are they like a Newport Bay thing, or are they in other hotels as well? I haven't seen no, them. No, they're in pretty much all the Disney hotels. They're little. These little um chocolate coins <laughs> coins wrapped in in tinfoil and they're gold and they're kind of very dark chocolate so i don't know just not my, not my bag i remember when i stayed in newport bay in 1998 and um, it was like our first like foreign trip and my dad fell asleep on the the beds in newport and <laughs> the chocolate coin was like melted into hit the back of his head and into the uh, pillowcase that was that was gas. oh my gosh um so i'm getting sidetracked here because i want to talk about your trips more um so it was it was three nights was it two nights two nights two nights that was a lot you packed a lot into two nights that was oh fantastic. my gosh i my feet are still killing me and my body still feels like it's shut down but it was one of those ones where you know when you're on a, you know yourself from your solo trips when you're on a short trip you've only got a set amount of just, time so you just, cram as much as you go. can into it and just go just go go. go yeah and especially like, i had the crocs I had my Crocs on. I had my sparkly pink Crocs bought for the occasion. They served me well. I feel if I haven't worn anything else, I'd be in an even worse state. So, yeah. Got to work. Got to wear for what works for you. I'm always saying that. Don't do not wear new, new shoes or like shoes that are not comfortable at all to Disneyland oh, Paris. Oh my like god! Twenty five thousand steps. It's no joke. I mean, you have to put like comfort over fashion, especially when it comes to the footwear at Disneyland Paris because it doesn't matter how cute your shoes are if you're bleeding and screaming and it's not enjoying it's not enjoyable anymore it's not worth it it's not worth looking cute just wear something comfy did I see you popping into the Hotel New York for a special event oh yes um so we had the opportunity to do a tour of the whole hotel which was amazing because I've never stayed there. And there's so much in that hotel that you don't get to see if you're not staying there. Like I had never been into any of the rooms. I'd never seen the pool, the indoor or the outdoor pool, the little sports area outside with the trampoline built into the ground. It was, um, and we got, yeah, we got to tour standard rooms. We got to see um, accessible rooms. We got to see suites and accessible suites as well. This just because of what we do advising guests on, the best kind of rooms for their sort of parties and families it was really helpful for us to actually see what is in the rooms so that we can give the best advice possible when we're there i must say the suites at hotel new york my god if if i had the money they're absolutely <laughs> phenomenal is there a suite with like with a staircase in the suite there is we didn't get into that one we went to one that was called the avenger suite and it had four rooms literally within the suite it was like an apartment Holy moly. It was like an apartment. I have this all coming content wise. I filmed the entire tour basically. Uh, So they will be appearing on my TikTok and Instagram over the next couple of weeks. But I was so impressed with Hotel New York. And it has, as somebody who's not a massive Marvel fan, having done the tour now, I'm like, "Mm, 
I actually might stay there, there you know, you because it is proper nice. And we went to the Instagram room. It's not called that. I can't remember the exact name of it. <laughs> but the room with all the little photo setups that you can do, they let us see. Superhero we station. Superhero station. We went in there for about half an hour. There was 20 of us and we all just took all this content for each other and got it was so much fun. Like I would love the other hotels to get something like that, like a room, especially in this age of social media. It's probably, you know, one investment to put that together and people would love that like for their we instagram photos especially the really clever one like have you seen the, the spider-man one that you rightfully told me i should have turned the photo upside down before post it uh but it's like <laughs> an upside down bedroom and you basically like crouch down on the floor as if you're like spider-man hanging from the from the ceiling it's something so simple as that but we all got so much joy out of it so i think that's that's great to see disneyland paris capitalizing on the power of social media and what people want for their social media accounts because that's actually a super idea for the other hotels. I never thought of that. Like you could probably have in Newport, you could have obviously nautical themed, you know, like it's, it's just basically taking over a small conference room, isn't it? It's, it's no more than about 20 meters long by 20 meters wide and just has about five or six corners of the room as a photo op. Like for anyone um, who hasn't been into Hotel New York or anyone who has been or hasn't seen this, this particular room, uh, when you go into the lobby, you take a right, you pass by the little shop, you pass by the photo opportunity with the Avengers comic book, uh, you know, the front of the comic book. You pass by downtown, take a left, and down there is Superhero Station. And it's purely for the guests of the hotel. Now, you didn't hear from me, but if you are not, if you're staying at a, a different Disney hotel, you might be able to go in and while there is no characters there, kind of ask nicely to be let in. They might they look at their capacity and say, right, uh, just five or ten minutes and come in quickly. But obviously, that's not guaranteed. I don't want to um, send people down there with any expectations. There's a nice um, on the on the walkway down to that um, room. There's actually a nice Jack Kirby exhibit exhibit visit uh, exhibit as well. Um, Jack Kirby is one of the main um, artists with Marvel over the last kind of fifty years. Um, so I just think that hotel is just wall to wall like just treasures of marvel goodness like every every floor in the hotel is themed to a different uh like central avenger so it's like it's, i think the three floors are like thor captain america and iron man and then every room is a different avenger isn't it yeah there was the artwork in the rooms was just incredible i've taken photos of pretty much every single one the, the artists are so talented and like you were saying there about the exhibit there's actually a brand new exhibit that has just opened uh, in the art of marvel again near superhero station disneyland paris had held some workshops for some upcoming young artists aspiring artists and they held a competition for them to design comic books uh like wow. three pages of a comic book and actually one of the winners has now got a contract with marvel as a result of this competition which we thought was really really cool but if you're in the art of marvel over the next couple of weeks or months definitely go and have a look at that because you wouldn't know by looking at these comic books that these people don't work for marvel they fit their work fits so so perfectly and with the themes of the hotel and the rest of the the artwork on display it's absolutely amazing so that was really cool to see as well that's something that you don't really i guess get to see every day when you're at the parks it was just yeah because i'm not the kind of person who really goes to the hotels unless there's a character meet in them because I'm just busy in the parks running riot. So it was nice to take actually a bit of downtime, especially in that scorching heat to go and do something with aircon. <laughs> that was and really do you reckon, weird. do you reckon the aircon might've been better in hotel New York than Newport Bay? I would like to think so because it's been more recently done up. Yeah, I would definitely, so ex too. I would, I would expect them to have a better, aircon system that's something i didn't ask and maybe should have now after having experienced <laughs> the one in newport bay but i i would imagine that have because it had such a recent got out and redo they would have been mad not to fix the aircon yeah it was a complete gut so like i i like they they've definitely fixed the aircon i would say like i remember i stayed in davy crockett's last summer and the aircon was fantastic <laughs> for a little cabin and it's the cheapest place but the little cabin was absolutely freezing like we had icicles when we were going to sleep 
So that is what you want in the middle of summer in Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris. You want as cold as can be. And I know that some of the hotels are just like a bit asthmatic when it comes to, to, yeah. to aircon. So did you go down to the bottom of the Hotel New York? There's a kind of like a drawing station or a coloring station for kids with like iPads and things. Yeah, we did. We got to have a wee look around there. You can draw uh, Marvel comic books. They didn't have any classes on at the time that we went touring it, unfortunately, because I would have loved to have seen what it actually looked like in practice when they had the artists there showing people how to do things. But it was really beautifully done and it looks like such a fun place for kids. You know, if they've been in a long day in the parks to be able to go down there because it's not just drawing, you can colour in as well. Like you said, there's like... um, you can color, color in pictures of the different Avengers and it'll be a nice wee thing for if mom and dad have had enough as well that you can kind of chuck the kids in there for a little while and go for a wee drink at Bleecker Street or something. Yeah, I mean, here we are fixing Disneyland Paris with problems again. <laughs> Natasha on the blower. Um, So I know you're Megan Loves Magic character hunter. So let's get down dirty with the character meets. Firstly, list them all off. Who did you meet over the weekend? Okay. First night we met Goofy in Newport Bay. Then that was that was it for the first day because we arrived late. So there wasn't anybody else apart from the hotel meets. Then on the Saturday, I met Daisy Duck. She was at the Minion Friends meet and greet. Um, she had a fabulous outfit and she was so sassy. She was like dragged us to the back of the room so she could catwalk the length of the room she was just brilliant um i used my magic hours in the morning to meet winnie the pooh with no queue which was brilliant because by the time we got to the front of the queue the queue was at least an hour long so we definitely got in oh best hugs the best hugs best way to start the morning uh no trousers and no trousers watch the space (laughs) 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 so those are the two that I did in the morning because our afternoon our kind of late morning afternoon of Saturday was just packed with activities so my next character meet wasn't until that evening we saw Pluto in Newport Bay and then the next day was our free day the Sunday and I was determined that was my day that I was gonna character hunt to death and meet as many as I could which didn't really go to plan because of the heat there were quite a few character meets that were modified because of the heat Mm. on sunday because it was just too hot so in the morning i got to see minnie i went to sit them i was praying praying to walt that i would get to see minnie in that parisian outfit (laughs) and i did she was there finally so i got to meet minnie and then i met Mickey, who was wearing his classic outfit at Phantom Manor. Love it. Because it was too warm for him to be wearing his big, you know, Phantom hat and cape and all that. So he was out in classic, which was nice. Um, It's an interesting photograph to see Mickey in classic standing outside Phantom Manor. It just doesn't really go, but in a way it's it's nice. It's just something different to have. And then um, I went over to frontierland i got lots and lots of text messages from cast members and from other dream teamers who had seen that minnie was out in classic at cowboy cookout so i absolutely legged it down there uh, to get minnie for the second time that day because i you know i just can't leave it i can't leave it even though i'd already met her that morning can't leave it uh then i met donald duck who was out in classic in adventureland which was unexpected uh, that was like the longest line that I waited in for a character the whole weekend was Donald Duck. I think people just, you know, because he's not really out and about as much these days in the parks. Donald's no, a harder rare, man. Yeah. He's a harder man to get hold of. So everyone clearly just took advantage of that while he was out. And then I went to try and get Aladdin because I had seen Aladdin in his street rat costume, no less. Street rat. Uh, walking around while i was in the donald queue so after donald i legged it round to the aladdin meet and greet which then was cancelled because of the heat i believe they had to all the face characters had to had to go inside it was just too warm so missed my chance at street rat aladdin but i will get him one day 
And the last one then that I got was Geppetto. And he was lovely. He's just a, he's just a great man. And he never has a very big queue. I think he's underrated. And that, that's up at Small World, is it? Yes, he was he was at one end of the Small World gates and at the other side it was Pinocchio. I don't know why they didn't have the two of them together. Yeah, they usually I'd put them together. To get, I'd wanted to get both of them, but because I was running then for my transfer, I had to pick one or the other and Geppetto had the shortest queue. So that's what I did. And I also met some princesses. I completely skipped over that. Um, <laughs> Go for it. I had, so yes, I met some princesses as well. I didn't fail to mention that. We got the princess breakfast, which is a whole story in itself and how you book that, we still don't know. Uh, but we managed to meet Cinderella, Aurora and Snow White and they were all absolutely brilliant. Uh, am I able to talk about the princess breakfast now or do you want to talk about that later? Oh no, go for it. On so, a roll. princess breakfast, uh, we somehow by some miracle managed to get a table for 10 not on the app, but by going to concierge at Newport Bay, they managed wow. to get us a table for 10. Uh, we thought we were going to end up being in two tables, maybe a five and a five, but they put us on one table of 10. The, the princess breakfast was bizarre to me. And sorry, uh, Megan, just for, just for those li- listening, like you didn't go up and like flash any sort of dream team, you know, no. you didn't drop that. You just went up as a guest and said, table no, 10, please. No, so we've been trying all week um, to, we've been trying for maybe two weeks to actually book this princess breakfast. And we've tried booking on the app. It didn't come up. We tried messaging them on Facebook. We couldn't book it that way. So when one of our first dream teamers made it to Newport Bay on the first night, she went up to, when she was checking in, she asked concierge if, first of all, how do you book the princess breakfast? And is there any chance? that we might get in and there was no special treatment or anything there which she didn't let on that she was part of dream team or anything like that it was just um they just said yeah no problem we'll get you on table for 10 um nice. so we got there so we got there on sunday morning and they only used half the was, that? was that the was that the first sitting and the second sitting the eight fifteen, the very first one very good so there was only half the restaurant was being used so half mm-hmm. the restaurant was empty which like I, I just don't understand this princess breakfast how is it so hard to get in there and there were so many empty tables I, I just don't understand it um but anyway the princesses were so lovely and because there was only half the restaurant in use I feel like we got so much time with them because all everyone at our table of 10 got individual photographs and we got group photographs with each princess as well and we had really good quality interaction too the girls were so chatty and they were updating us on everyone from their story we got to hear all about the seven dwarfs it was just an absolute joy like for i still think no matter what the i would happily hand the money over for a princess meal over handing over my time in the princess pavilion any day any yeah. day 100 because because we were there for about maybe just over an hour um maybe an hour and 20 minutes from start to finish and we got to see all the princesses had our meal at a nice sort of leisurely pace it wasn't rushed it was just it was pretty good I'm really glad we got to do it I'm not sure I would do it again because the food was the starter was lovely the little you get three little glasses one's got salmon in it I didn't eat the salmon just we, we know I don't eat seafood um but there was another one that was full of fruit. It was lovely. And then one that was like an apricot yogurt. Those were great. We got loads of pastries and fresh bread on our table as well. They were also like in France, you can't beat French pastries. They were stunning. And we absolutely mauled those. Um, for our, our mains, I wasn't that impressed. I think everyone in our group that got the non-vegan, like the just the regular meat breakfast we weren't particularly impressed it was quite cold everything was quite cold when it came to us and the potatoes were like a bit the potatoes were a bit hard and we all sort of everyone that got that said the same so but then there was four or five of us in the group that got the i can't remember it was vegetarian or vegan uh but anyway the the veggie vegan one and they all said theirs was lovely they were really impressed with it so i kind of regret not going for the vegan option because i tend to get the vegan option when i go for lunch in obers as well 
And did you see what was in the vegan option or like what did it look like even? I'm, I'm not it, vegan. I'm just like, for, I can hear the questions in my head from people. From what I can remember, it was quite similar. They just had um, a different, the, the waffle you get, they do like Cinderella waffles as one of the courses. And there it was made out of, oh gosh, it was corn flour or something. Okay. Um, they said that was really, really tasty. And actually, one one what I do want to say as well, one of our party was gluten free, and there was only one thing on the menu that they couldn't eat. So if you are oh, that's good. someone, if you're someone who is celiac or gluten free, the princess breakfast could be for you because there was only one thing that they couldn't have on the whole menu. So that's and as that... ever, like this, this cast members, if you go to a restaurant or particularly auberge. And you ask them they'll know like gluten-free vegan all those type of things are i wouldn't like not they're, they're kind of common you know like the common questions that they get asked so they're more than happy to explain what you can have and what you can't have even they in were the fantastic buffet, like, yeah yeah when we asked when we asked we said you know this person is you know gluten-free they knew straight away exactly what they could have and what the thing they couldn't have was and made sure that they had enough and we we couldn't fault the staff there at all, and my my breakfast actually ended up being pixie dusted. I, I don't know how, I don't know why, uh, but it was a nice little surprise. It was a nice like top off. I wonder on, how you said the that the restaurant was pretty much half empty. Like I wonder mm. how it are they planning on like ramping it up? Like are they just kind of testing how busy it's going to get? Because different to kind of the lunch and dinner where it's just like kind of free for all from about 12 noon until closing time mm-hmm. in breakfast you have two sittings so the three princesses have to well don't have to really by the letter of the law but they would like to get around to every table mm-hmm. within those two sittings so if you had the full i'm trying to think back to 2019 before the pandemic like was the restaurant full for the breakfast um i, I can't remember really but i wonder like would it diminish the experience if it was completely full or are they ever going to I think it open? would. I think they had, I think, do you know the area when you walk in and there's like a fireplace on the left? I think mm-hmm. that area was always closed for breakfast. Something in my head t- tells me that. The area that we if went to, was... it was the very, very back. They took us to the, it was, we were the last, we were the closest table to, the, we were about in the middle of the restaurant and it was full from there backwards. Okay. But the whole front part of the restaurant was completely empty. So they're doing a very good job. If they are trialing it, they're doing a very good job at making it very, very exclusive. Because <laughs> it's so hard to get in there. But um, definitely do if you're wanting to try maybe the princess breakfast. You should ask if you're staying at a Disney hotel is definitely worth asking your hotel concierge on check in if they can squeeze you in. Because if we can get a table of 10, I'm sure if you're there as a family of four, they should hopefully be able to get you in as well and get the vegan breakfast, I guess. Yeah, I've seen someone actually go up to City Hall recently and get a reservation for the Prince's breakfast as well. So that's maybe another Mm. option. Obviously, guys, listen to this. The friendlier you are and the kinder you come across when you're asking for these little, like, not pixie dust, but like favors and just... It shouldn't be a favor to get a restaurant reservation, but like if you're looking for something extra that isn't falling into your lap, just mm-hmm. be kind, be nice to cast members, and they'll probably go as far as they can for you. That's just my advice about the world in general. <laughs> Completely agree. Completely agree. Like if you go in and you're just polite and you're friendly, and if they can't do anything for you, it's not because they don't want to, it's because they can't. Like no one's out there to you know not give you the best holiday ever it's just sometimes hands are tied but the friendlier you are the further you'll get i think and like i said that this the cast members that were working in auberge on sunday were were fantastic they were so nice and they're so friendly couldn't really do enough for us so i would say that the princess breakfast is worth it for the princesses maybe we just had a bad batch with the food like with the main course but i still think that it is definitely worth paying the money 
to get that time with the princesses because I would rather spend 60 euro um, than waste six hours. That's... Yeah, 100% agreed. Yeah. Moving on to something entirely different, Avengers Campus. <gasps> and it was your first first foray into Avengers Campus Paris. I know you've been to the mm-hmm. California campus. Mm-hmm. So you're now a multi-campus uh, student. Uh, yes. And how did you find it? I know that you had a particularly different take on Flight Force. I loved Flight Force. Everyone was telling me not to get excited about Flight Force, that it's not enjoyable, that it really hurts, that it's a really bad compared to the rock and roller coaster. But I was determined. That was the first ride that I went on on the whole trip. After our big dinner at Cape Cod, I was like, I don't care if I throw all this up again. I am so curious about this ride that I'm going to go in there. <laughs> and like use one of my park tickets just to go in there and ride flight force and i absolutely loved it i thought it was absolutely fantastic and it was it's my number two ride at disneyland paris now wow i i don't get what i didn't experience over the weekend i will say is everyone told me that the pre-show is very good i didn't see any pre-show all weekend like, they, yeah, they they run past it if it's either very low queues or if it's very warm, they actually close off the pre-show. So like the pre-show basically is um, you get Iron Man animatronic mm-hmm. and he's just standing there with screens all around him mm-hmm. kind of saying how he's talking to Captain Marvel, Carol, your mate. And I saw then that. the second, second kind of room is the massive million euro television. Do you see that part? No, I- I didn't see that part. I saw a cap. I saw the 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 both times I went. I did it on this the Friday and the Saturday. Both times I got to see the Iron Man animatronic, and I took a wee selfie with it. Uh, but that but that was it. The queue times were so low, like the the queue times were crazy low for Flight Force all weekend. We just walked straight on both times. It's so, a very good people mover. Like it moves people through the ride very quickly. So it was. I did enjoy the the track is the same as the rock and roller coaster. I see a lot of people saying online that they wish there was more like visual things on the track. You know, when you're going around, there was like more to see more screens or whatever, but I kind of like, it goes so fast. How would you see it? Like, would oh, you even see in. what booked was in? I think they're, they're, they're due to improve it um, with screens, but they haven't got a hint of doing it. So um... you're going so fast. What are you looking at? Mm. You're just like, you're away. <laughs> I adored it though. I love those kind of rides that actually make you think, am I going to make it off this ride alive? Like I love those kind of rides, the really scary high thrill ones. And Well, famously your first ride of the day is usually Hyperspace Mountain. So <laughs> yeah, how does it compare to that? It was close. I had to then go straight on Hyperspace Mountain afterwards just to make sure Ooh. that Flight, For- was- Flight Force wasn't my new favorite ride. Because um, obviously, obviously once you do a new ride for the first time, you're like, that's the best thing ever. That's the best ride I've ever been on. Uh, but then I was like, no, I have to go and put it, pitch it against my other favorite ride. And I still think Hyperspace Mountain is my favorite, but it's by a smaller margin. It Like the Hyperspace Mountain, what it is for me is the music at the beginning. Yeah. You know, when this, the like Star Wars theme tune starts playing, that's, that like gets me going. I get the, like the goosebumps and I'm like, yes, here we go. Off we get. And, uh, <laughs> but well, that's for anybody one thing wondering, think... like my, my favorite ride is Big Thunder Mountain. And I rode Crush for the first time about a week and a half ago. And getting on Crush, getting off Crush, at no point in my soul did I ever think that Big Thunder Mountain was ever under threat. (laughs) Mm. And um, it's definitely not. Like, I I would not, I don't don't see myself getting on Crush again soon. No. Really. I I actually didn't do Big Thunder Mountain this weekend. (sighs) It's not like me, but. Well, it's a big queue that's it it was like we had such like free time wise we didn't have an awful lot of it and the free time I did have I wanted to spend on characters so if a line was too big I just skipped it so I was kind of single ridering a lot of things over the weekend single ridering or just getting on really low queues Uh, it's a small world went on that solo because I just wasn't coping with the heat and Someone nice else in the dream down. team told me that someone else in the dream team told me that the aircon was really good in there, and I was like, "Sold, get <laughs> me in there." But that's that's another good like little refurb that's happened. Like it it looks 
they haven't changed anything like the scenes aren't different per se but it's all very like aesthetic changes it's and it's so much brighter all the different rooms look so much brighter more inviting and i completely agree with what you said i think a couple of weeks ago that our it's a small world is definitely in the best nick compared mm-hmm. to the ones in other parks like i was at the one in disneyland resort over christmas time when they had their christmas overlay and it was nice it was it was okay but like now especially the final scene of the one at disneyland paris that one really really stands out as one that's had work done it's the most beautiful yeah. one i think they saved the best to last so that's one that's a ride i did do um i'm sorry i just completely deviated off to avengers campus there um no, I, I, talked about, I want I to talked, I wanted I to get your like impression, like when you when you went for Fly Force, did you go straight into Fly Force and then leg it back out again, or did you hang around in Avengers Campus at all? Um, I went because of the time of night that I was going in. I was going in about half eight in the evening, so the car there was no characters around or anything like that. I went yeah. in and I did Flight Force. Like I said, didn't see a pre-show, just saw Iron Man. Loved that, and then I also did a little bit of shopping because I wouldn't normally be looking in marvel shops but i wanted to get some guardians of the galaxy things so i was had a little mooch around in the shop near flight force and mm-hmm. that was good i liked that um what else did i do i saw the spider-man ride i didn't go on it because i'd been on it in california and it was one of the rides over the weekend that just had a consistently longer queue yeah, so it's very popular and i was like i just i've been on it before it's i'm not it's gonna the same ride it's the same ride exactly it's exactly the same ride and i'm going to california in september if i want to ride it again i'll ride it there because they their queues don't be as long as that um, and they have tom holland speaking english and tom holland speaks english but as I, he was born I, to i'm really excited to see avengers campus in its full swing i think just with time constraints the times i was spending in there was evenings when characters had already finished their sets for the day um but you know, I didn't get to see the shows and the characters that much just because, yeah, time constraints. But I really liked it. I think they've done a good job. It looked really immersive. I think I can see I can see that it was going to be even more immersive when the characters are out. And I'm looking forward to coming back to it. Uh, Flight Force, yes, fabulous. Ten out of ten. Twelve out of ten. Don't listen <laughs> to anybody. Don't listen to anybody who says it's really bad. Like, don't let that put you off trying it. Try it for yourself. Because there was a couple of other Dream Team members that were there that weekend who was doing it for the first time. And they all enjoyed it too. So and I would say particularly, like, if if you're listening to people who have done Rock and Roller Coaster beforehand, mm-hmm. the nostalgia factor puts a lot of people off liking a retheme of a ride. You yeah. know, because they prefer the old version. And they, under no circumstances are they going to like the new version. Whereas it could be okay. Like, it might be okay. So people just give it a chance. Like, as you were saying, Avengers Campus is way more alive when the characters are out. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you're going on a weekend, Avengers Campus, that little street is just completely mobbed. And mm-hmm. the characters are trying to get from, do you know the Ant-Man portal at the start of the of the, the, the land? Yes. When you walk in, it's just on your left. Yeah. Um, from there all the way down to again the spider-man shop that you were coming out of and mm-hmm. um, that is just like chock-a-block the whole way so um if you can get it during the week i think it's much nicer and you see all the shows and you know i think all the shows pretty much finish up about the half six seven i think is the is yeah. the latest time but i mean i mean from for me personally i always said that marvel at disneyland paris was maybe pushing like three out of ten like even when the hotel was open, but Avengers Campus wasn't, mm. and now it's like six or six or seven out of ten. But they still have that other thirty percent to kind of push it to. Like when you've been to California, so there's no Sanctum Sanctorum, there's no Doctor Strange like zone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no. I think there was a little. Um, oh, this is they... going to sound terrible. Or obituary for Black Panther. Um, yeah, they well. have like there's what all... they have as well in California, I think would be really good in Paris. That was one thing I wanted to say that I wish they would transfer over is, you know what I was saying earlier about how much I love the Instagram room in Hotel New York. In their Avengers Campus, they have an outdoor area um, in Avengers Campus that's full of photo ops. 
like okay. the, like like mind trick sort of ones there's one that's i've i'll send you the photograph later i'll maybe post it on my stories for anybody who wants to see it but it's like uh the way this this black and white vortex has been printed on the ground if you kind of lean over it it kind of makes the photograph makes it look like you're being sucked into a vortex okay cool and they've also got like a big i've now i'm not a marvel fan so i don't know what it is but there's a big jeep that's uh, like that you can just take pictures with okay and there's loads of little photo opportunities that's what it is like just photo opportunities all over adventures campus in california um another thing i want to try before we move on and i want to try the disneyland paris food because i really enjoyed the food at california adventures avengers campus but again time constraints didn't have time to try any of the food in avengers campus in paris but i'm super keen on stark factory that looks nice that looks like a bit of me that's the kind of quick service that i would be into like the pizza pasta kind of carry yeah, on and, and like do you know what like stark factory it gets a bit of a bad rap because it's kind of like set up like a cafeteria and mm-hmm. um, but if you spin that and look at the positive side you get to see the food before you buy it Mm. So if you if you walk in and you have particular aversions to certain types of food or you want to see what you're getting, exactly what you're getting, mm-hmm. you get to pick up the food and put it on your tray and then go pay for it. Yeah. So that's a huge plus for a lot of people um, who don't want to go into a buffet and drop 40 quid on PIM um, to, to find out that they are going to eat shoestring chips for the next hour. Yeah. Yep, that's it. But um. Yeah, so like I, I, I you know, everyone knows that I love Avengers Campus, so um, you don't have to convince me. But um, it's it's really nice to hear someone who hasn't been there before. And I know you're a massive Guardians fan. They haven't mm-hmm. got much Guardian stuff going on, but who knows? In a few years, you might see uh, Tower of Terror. Rethemed. Oh, please! I would love to, but I know loads of that's very controversial, and lots of people don't like me saying that. But I would like to see it rethemed. I think Guardi- I just yeah more Guardians representation is always going to be a hit for me but yeah I w- I'm to finish off Avengers Campus I was impressed very impressed think I will be even more impressed when I can get there in the daytime and see all the goings on see the characters and see the shows and feel a bit more kind of immersed into it but in the evening it's really just the rides and shops open so I don't think I got the full experience cool okay so the overall feel for your trip I know that like you on your social media you said that it was this it was an amazing few days and kind of you felt on cloud nine coming home but i want to hear yeah. from yourself how was it it was just amazing because these people i've been speaking to online for months it was so nice to finally like meet everybody in real life everyone just gelled so well and it was just lovely to have people to to run about with in the parks in terms of like being hosted by disney that was obviously a massive pinch me thing for me because i've been doing disney instagram for years and that was always the goal and it definitely lived up to my expectations we were absolutely spoiled rotten treated so so well it was the the itinerary that the that our disney reps had made for us was just fantastic we got to experience so many new things we did challenges we did there was the saturday afternoon i'll not go into too much detail but they, they had to do a these challenges all around both parks we had a two-hour window to complete these challenges in 30 degree heat it was and we had to take self it was like it was it was so crazy there was like you had to do different challenges in different lands at the end of each land you were taking selfies sending them in just to prove you'd done it and it was just a really really fun thing it was something you don't really get to do any other time at Disneyland Paris it was a totally different experience and I I did enjoy having a different structure to my day. I liked kind of having a bit of, okay, this time you have to be here. This time you have to be there. This is, it was just a new way to experience the parks. I'm trying to think, is there anything that I've missed off that we did that I think would be worth telling people about? We got drinks. That was the drinks. Oh, dreams, the fireworks. Dreams. Oh, I thought I was, okay. Well, we also had, we we also got, had drinks. We had champagne after the challenges because in marvel we all went back to art of marvel and we got champagne and my team won so if you've watched any of my my recent instagram reels i got this um beautiful boxed golden key that has the 30th anniversary logo on the end of it that was because my team won the challenges so that was a nice little take home the other thing was dreams yes we got to go to a vip viewing area for dreams which was just 
like there was definitely a lot of sh- tears shed during that by everyone because it was just amazing to be brought up to the very very front and you know just told there you go that's your viewing spot right in front of the castle like you're seeing stuff from those areas and i'm sure the infinity area is the same you're seeing details on the castle that you could not get close enough to see you know when you're in the parks normally during the day you're kind of walking past the castle you're not stopping and looking at every little detail whereas when everything is stopped around you everyone's just standing waiting for something you really get to take in the castle and take in all the little details you know like the little snails crawling down the turrets and things like that those were so clear and dreams itself is you know me i didn't like illuminations very much at all um i wasn't an illuminations girly but i love the nostalgia of dreams and I love the storyline. I love anything with Peter Pan in it. I love it. And I really enjoyed the way the whole storyline was featured around him trying to chase a shadow around the different films. It was very Mickey and the Magician-like in that sense, the story. Why is, you know, like Mickey's like cleaning the apartment and he goes through the different yeah, films. Up, to yeah. f- goes through the different films to kind of get there. It was a similar storyline in Dreams just with Peter Pan chasing his shadow. Uh, but it was just... Yes, I. Yes, the projection quality isn't as good as Illuminations, but the nostalgia factor beats it a hundred percent for me. And delight as well. Seeing that, have you ever seen the the drones going up before the show starts? Yeah, that it's was mad. some. That was really cool because the sky was green. It was crazy that night. The light. It was. It wasn't even dark the night that we watched Dreams. It was like. The sky was green, so it was kind of halfway between like light and dark, and we just saw all these little black drones coming up behind the castle, just like going, you know. Zzz, zzz, yeah, like, yeah. You can kind of hear you know, it, can't you? Yeah, and we were we were all like, because oh! obviously, if you're if you're far back, if you're not right up at the front, you're not going to be able to really see that, and and if it's dark as well, you're definitely not going to see it. But that but was the great. Show, we loved. The- Delight is amazing, isn't it? Like Delight nearly steals the show, personally. Oh. For me. Daylight was brilliant. Like that like, was the first time imagine, that I've seen. Can you imagine I've... when they merged Daylight with the next like Dreams or Illuminations? So mm-hmm. call it whatever you want, and they merge drones into the twenty-five minute like central main fireworks show. Oh, That's going to be insane, incredible. That was the first time as well that I'd seen Dreams or Daylight version two in person. Yeah. The last time I went, I'd only seen you know the original very first iteration yeah. of delight but i think the second one's better the new one like with the stars yeah the drone incredible. shape the drone and the, the drone kind of stars pulsing and... pulsing arch the tinkerbell yes. arch the, oh the tinkerbell incredible. arch and it was just fantastic and yeah we all got to stay behind a little bit afterwards and take pictures um in the cat like with the castle all lit up behind us so maybe keep an eye on disney's social media accounts in the next couple of weeks they may post Ooh, the pictures sneak peek. um yeah it was really good like that was just the perfect ending to our most structured day and then on the sunday yeah the sunday was a free day for us we just got to kind of do whatever we wanted to do until we were getting picked up so lovely well it sounds like an yeah. amazing trip megan like it sounds like disney rewarding you guys for your hard work you know on their behalf because you love the place and you're doing a service to the fans and to the guests and i think it's great that disney recognized that so a fair play to you oh we definitely felt really valued and like it was we couldn't have imagined anything better all of us were all kind of pinching ourselves all weekend just being like even little things that were happening like you know just checking into these rooms in newport for like most of us had never even stayed in any of the higher key higher key hotels before and we were just like going into these big hotel rooms like how did we get here like it was it was just amazing and like i probably speak for every i can't speak for everyone but i probably do speak for everyone when i say it we're so grateful and thankful for the opportunity and again like none of us do dream team stuff because we want the rewards of it we do it for the love of the parks and we enjoy helping people but that was just it was bigger than anything that we could have ever thought so and you yeah. had no indication when you signed up for it when you got um, not signed up for it, you got awarded the position. You got no indication that you were going to have any sort of kickback or rewards um, oh, down no, the line. Like, like it was, was that's why I think it's no so good idea. That, 
Yeah. We had no idea that we would be in Disneyland Paris. Like, no idea. Hadn't, like, I, we knew there was going to be, like, maybe a, a meetup at some point, like, that we would all get to meet each other. But, like, there was, we, I had no idea when I applied that anything like this was on the cards. So it was just, yeah, it was great. I had a, the best time ever, and I'm still kind of feeling the Disney blues badly. <laughs> I, I hear you've been you've been looking to book ASAP to get back over. Yes, I have. I've been pricing a variety of dates at the moment. I'm looking at January because it's because I have other trips because I have I'm going to California in September and I've also got Disneyland Paris booked in March. So I'm trying to maybe try and middle ground that so I'm not doing back to back to back to back too much. Uh, so I'm looking at possibly January at the moment. But well, we all know that your favorite character has a very special day in January. She does. Minnie Mouse has Polka Dot Day on the 22nd of January. And I feel like 2024 could be the year that Megan Loves Magic is at Disneyland Paris covering Polka Dot Day because who better to do it? Like, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet any other time than this. But I feel like that is my day. If any, if there was any day for me to go to Disneyland Paris and create cracker content, it's Polka Dot Day. So at the moment, that's what I'm trying to do. So if anybody is, is going to be around in the parks at that time, like if you've got a January trip booked, message me on Instagram, hype me up, make me book it because <laughs> I really, really, really want to go. No, you're definitely going to book it. I'll make it happen. Don't worry. I know. I completely fell in love with Disneyland Paris all over again on this trip, like big time. So another trip is definitely on the cards prior to March at this point. Great stuff. So there we have it. That is a wrap on episode three of Irish Ears. Well, episode kind of 2.1. It's part two of episode two. <laughs> a yeah. Disney fan cast. You can keep up to speed with both of us, Stuart, on Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish and Megan on Megan Loves Magic socials. Please send us your feedback or anything you'd like discussed on the podcast. We have lots of ideas and we hope to get through in the coming months. But for now, we'll say a bianto. See you real soon. See you soon. Bye.